Welcome to episode 54 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Don't forget to pull out your anal plugs and enjoy today's episode. I heard you love me for me, but if you uh, open wide, pigeons will come flying through. The same way your mom did when I was inside both of you episode 54 starting now sexy uh wow episode 54 here we are it's a it's a beautiful disaster or it's a beautiful way to communicate Speaking of communicate, um, ever had a bird open your cheeks and uh, drop its seed? Um, talk about pigeon food, but except uh, it's a pigeon holding you in. As you can tell, I have a new headset. Maybe it's because uh, my head is set on what I'm doing now. And as of right now, I'm actually listening to music while I'm talking to you. I can't even hear myself, which is probably what you wish you could do right now, is not hear me and yourself. But the reality is, is that you can relate. We can all relate. We can all understand what it's like to not be understood. Have you ever uh, went up into the vents and wonder why, how come I don't vent enough? Why do people want to drop their cool shit on me and just pigeon shit on my fucking head? And then be mad when I fucking want to return the favor. You know, they always say punch up. Don't punch down. Because, you know, if you punch down, you can actually um, make someone lose consciousness if you punch them in the back of the head. And it seems lately I'm having memory loss. I come being punched in the back of the head. And I don't know, you know. Have you ever uh, had your feet rubbed while toucan? Why a toucan? Like the Fruit Loops bird? Ever had your feet rubbed while a toucan was uh, poking your calf muscle? See, it's not that big of a deal, except when you have varicose veins in your calf, then it's just trying to see if you're fruity or not. Like, ooh, you like that? You like these pressure points? You like my beak poking the vacuum? You nasty little fucker? I say, I don't know. All I know is that tricks are for kids, except it seems when you get older, tricks... um, are for Trick Daddy. And Trick Daddy likes his ass being eaten by pigeons because it seems like the there's nothing wrong with spreading the eagle for, uh, you know, gold pastures ahead. But, you know, maybe being more mindful to not share it to the world. By the way, welcome to episode 54 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Uh, not really been in the mood of podding lately. Not really have a lot to say, as you can tell. But I do got something to say. Uh, but yeah, Trick Daddy opening his cheeks like a nice club sandwich at Cheesecake Factory. Um, there's always the bread in the middle. Sometimes, you know, they cut in fours. There's always the middle bread in all aspects. And, um, you know, sometimes it can get a little dry. But uh, if you appreciate what's at hand, you understand that you're part of the club. Ironically, and there's always a P.F. Chang's across from a Cheesecake Factory. So, if you want to 
See if you're a soy boy for some general salad chicken, I'm here for you. Um, but I remember, have you ever had an egg roll when there was a Xanax in it? Me either. But uh, I heard it's excellent. Maybe two eggs because you're cracking it open like Trick Daddy's booty cheeks. By the way, I'm not against your ass being eaten. Would I ever have my ass eaten? I don't think so. I think maybe, uh, maybe like, maybe like, you know, the envelope crease where you lick, you lick it to close the thing, you know, maybe let her go that far, you know, just like the tip of the envelope. But then once it's closed, it's not necessary. You don't need to lick the medical bill in the envelope, just enough to keep it closed. And talk about keeping the family closer. That's not exactly the attachment you want to create at a young age. By young age, I mean in, when you're 28 and you're married to someone. And I don't think uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna open my envelope, right? And you don't want to just send an email. You want to actually be there in person because it's like a Zoom call. Licking an envelope is like actually being there. Saying an email is like saying happy birthday in a voicemail. It's like thanks. Is better than nothing, but I, I check my voicemails maybe once every week, like my email, and I only check my email when I get a notification of, hey, uh, by the way, your vitamin shop uh, creatine and pre-workout auto delivery shipping is going to be shipped out in a couple days, just to let you know, and I'm like, nah, it's not, then I move it back, but not the point. If you're going to lick my envelope, at least put in the time it takes to understand that when you're licking the envelope to stamp your approval, you know, you got to claim it. You got to stamp it so it literally goes. You have to pay a couple dollars to get it through. But hey, a couple dollars for today for 18 years of me impregnating you. I think it's a fair trade. Right, uh, 21 Savage? That's not what 21 Savage. What song is that? Fair Trade. Ah, eh, who cares? Maybe Future. Song's not that great. Oh, Travis Scott. Talk about an astro world of physicists like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, but yeah. Look, I guess the moral today's... Is it gay if, if you let a girl lick your ass? I think it's a very complex... I think it's a very complex, it's a very open-minded question. Can you be a little experimental and uh, not be questionable where they don't question your sexuality? Yeah, it's possible, but there's a fine line. You know, it's like the old adage, is it gay if you're the one fucking the dude in the ass? As long as you're not the one receiving, you know, the, uh, the dick. I don't know. You know, that's the old mindset. It's like, it's not, it's, you're not, there's levels to gayness. And if you let a girl, you know, dabble a finger or two in the seams, is it questionable? I mean, look, it's like shredding, it's like shredding a documented paper. You could shred it. Look, you can shred the fact that you were sued for, uh, 
you know, rape or that you were charged for rape, you could shred the document, have your name cleared. But once that attachment, once that accusation is attached to you, you know, whether it's fair or not, it's always going to be attached to you. Like OJ Simpson, technically he's innocent. But since murder is always going to be attached to him, since most people believe that he uh, did it, you know, it's he would he would need an of glove to get out of that heat in today's world. Let's just say um, he could put all the fish sticks in the oven he wants, but the cooking spray, the nonstick spray, that shit's gonna stick to you. You could put all that canola canola oil, Pam sticking spray, that shit will always stick to you. And I know it's not fair, but it is what it is. So if you let if you let uh, a special someone, let's just say middle finger and ring finger, and you know you let them uh, quote unquote. Here's what they'll always try to tell you. Like, but you know your G spots back there. It's like you know what? Then I guess I'll find out when I get my colonoscopy, and they stick it up my ass. If it feels good, then it feels good. But at least it's medical reason. It's like when you get your pap smear or whatever the fuck you get, your gynecologist. Is a gynecologist? I said gyna, like vagina, kind of like T.I.'s daughter. If they have to finger your, you know, if they have to get in there and, you know, get back, back up in there. Look, even if it feels good, it's probably going to feel good. It may be uncomfortable. You may get wet. You may uh, get a little stimulated. You may even, like come all over the place i don't know i don't know how intense those sessions are but hey if it happens it happens it's medical you have to get done it's for your health if i have to get my booty washed out you know to and i happen to get a hard on and just come all over the gurney hey it was for uh medical purposes you know i think certain things just medical purposes you have to we get free passes there, okay? But if you're in the own graces of your home, a hotel, or wherever you may do the deed, and a woman scoops your booty hole out, it's like some creamy Jif peanut butter, I mean, that's always going to be attached to you. That's why you keep your relationships private. Don't put it out there. Because once, once they got the slightest bit of dirt or vulnerability on you that may make you seem a little less masculine to the world or may demean you in some aspect, may make you look a little different in some people's eyes, maybe even your mother's eyes. She's going to be like, oh, what did I raise? Hey, it is what it is. And as long as you understand that having that attached to your name is going to make people look at you different, then that's okay. You know, rape, getting your booty scooped out for some peanut butter, it's always going to be attached to you. As long, you know, it's like a, like I say, a document shredder. You know, if you have a document shredder, you shred the accusations all you want. But if your local newspaper has been saying, Clinton is being charged with two counts of uh, rape and sodomy. If you're getting accused of Trevor Bauer accusations and you're bruised her uh, vaginal area because you wanted it rough. Um, once you open that door, 
like uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac would say, they would, you left the door open. And once you leave the door open, you get punched in the vagina, according to Trevor Bauer. That was his translation. And see, whether it's true or not, Trevor Bauer is always going to be the dude who caused some serious trauma on a woman. And I'm not saying it's right. But it's just, I guess, a microcosm. When you start getting the very vulnerable positions with the body parts, um, once people out there get to know more things about you than maybe you should want to be out there, um, you got to understand that it is what it is. And I'm speaking of it is what it is. My elbow's been flaring up like a hot tamale jelly bean. And I don't mean to be a jelly or keep it a bean, but um, I have been seen to see how it's been. Because I am one hot mess. Kind of like when you're drinking sweet tea and you realize moonshine was mixed into it. Talk about stirred, but not uh, swabbed. Ever put some moonshine in your nose? It's actually very good for nasal cavity openings. And once you um once you go to the dentist and get your cavities taken care of, life becomes a lot easier. Cause sometimes you can have a toothache, but a toothache doesn't always really mean that you have wisdom. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much you pull the lever, no matter how much leverage you think you have in situations. Reality, you don't. And that's okay. Not everyone is meant to have leverage. Not everyone is meant to have a reason beyond reasonable doubt. Wow, a lot of this is tying into the courtroom. Maybe I learned to take care of your uh, courts at home. And court your mother and take her out to Hibachi. And, you know, chop it up with them. Kind of like your car when it's in the chop shop because it got stolen on 4th Avenue in Wisconsin. Oh, Madison. Oh, Madison. I was mad at my son. (laughs) It's a joke because I don't have a reason to be mad. And I don't have a son. But in between mad and son is I. And I believe that... You are entitled to whatever you want in this world. And if you want the plug pulled on you, specifically the anal plug pulled on you, hey, by all means. I look at a... If a girl were to ever say, I want to stick an anal plug in your asshole, I would view it like a plunger. Ironically, because you're both just trying to make the shit come out or go down. Talk about a funnel. Funnel cake. (laughs) That's fucking disgusting. And if you drop your shit in the water, some sprinkle powder may come on your ass or not. Wow, this is getting fucking disgusting. The point of the matter is, um, I think anal plugs are really designed to just um, see what you're into. I think, you know, some people would say that if a guy wants to do anal with a woman, wow, this podcast are really sexual for no reason. 
But if a guy wants to do anal with a woman, you know, just the fact that he wants to be in her asshole instead of her vagina, maybe he's kind of foreshadowing to her that he likes ass. And if ass feels better to him than her vagina, that would open the door in God's eyes that maybe he's gay. I think it's a bit of a stretch, no pun intended. But it can be rough around the edges, no pun intended. Um, I also think it's kind of like a it's kind of like a sunflower. You know, you need the you need a ray of sunshine to understand how important the landscape is in front of you. And when you're behind her beautiful essence of God's creation, and you want to create another example of God's creation, I think the only solution is if you are not in a place in your life to have kids, is go for the tunnel. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe all the lights don't work in the tunnel. Maybe it's flickering. Kind of like if you're uh, flickering a light match to, you know, keep it heat, keep the sweat preservation. Maybe put a net around it and say you're, uh, you know, illegally net fishing. Ah! Smells like a tilapia when it's seasoned with lemon pepper freestyle. Can I get a lemon pepper order, please? And then still your girl who you've been engaged for eight years but never wanted to marry. That's on you, bud. Toxicated. But yeah. Is it weird to ask a stranger for a massage on your shoulder if they're in a lesser position than you? See, it's it's one thing to ask a peer, right? Let's say you're at work and you're holding your shoulder and you have some downtime between and you're, you know, transferring some files and stuff and... And you're like, oh man, my AC joints are out of whack. Jesus. And they're like, oh, let me give you a nice little pressure point. And they go over there, start rubbing your shoulder and stuff. They're like, wow, that's really tough in there. I know. It's almost like um, I can't call her because of my bone not working anymore. And so they start... You know, doing that whole elbow thing for no reason, thinking it's helping. It's not helping. But is it, it's more accepting to ask a peer who's on your level because there's a potential, there's an equal transaction. It's not a degrading act. Because if you're asking some stranger who's homeless to massage you, that's kind of a fucked up thing to ask. It's kind of a weird power dynamic. It's like, hey, you're so low on the spectrum poem, you need to serve me. But if it's a peer, it's like, oh, it's a caring, equal level type of serving. So I guess, is it weird to ask the cashier at Culver's Burgers if um, they can give my uh, elbow a nice rub? Because, you know, I got a tennis elbow. And the way they were serving back and forth words with me makes me want to ace this test of getting their number. I guess the moral of the story is, is it weird to ask 
a random girl for a massage on my shoulder when they're on the job and they're hella busy. And I'm going to be waiting 15 minutes for my food anyways. I don't know. Just open thoughts. And one thing I appreciate about people with open thoughts is that I always appreciate someone who's honest with me about what they're not. But more importantly, I am very, very appreciative of people who are just open with the fact that their thoughts. I'm a thought. An afterthought, underthought, before thought, before and after. If I was a Venn diagram, I'd be right there in the middle before and after. Because you're just doing me. There's no before and after. We're always fucking each other over. (laughs) Ha ha. Talk about toxic love. Uh, It's like a Drake certified lover boy album. Am I so far gone? See what I did there? Am I so far gone from finding love? Nah. Nah. That would be a hella overreaction. Besides, I don't really think about that stuff. But you know what I do think about? I do think about if a dog is crossing the street illegally. Is a dog by itself considered a pedestrian? Because I'm not talking about dogs that are on a leash. Not talking about the dogs that are used by people for status. Not talking about the dogs that are used by people to do half their run because their dog's literally dragging them across a busy intersection, which I don't know why you would do that to your dog. Don't, why would you put your dog in one of the busiest fucking intersections at 6 o'clock? Every intersection by Quick Trip is busy as fuck. And the fact that you would put your poodle or whatever brown half lab, half golden retriever, half terrier, I don't know the fucking genotypes and genus species and all that shit but if you were going to cross illegally because you want to get your jogging by all means but what if someone because obviously the human counts as a pedestrian but in that instance if a dog if someone has their dog on a leash and you run over the dog is that technically an illegal crime of running over a pedestrian or because even if a pedestrian is crossing illegally, if you hit them, you're technically at fault still. Which is, what's the whole point of even having legal pedestrian sidewalks and stuff? Is if, what's the point of them if I'm still at fault, if I run them over when they're not? I, by the way, I'm not saying run over people, that, but what I'm saying, I don't, that stuff's kind of weird to me. But, but let's say we have a stray loose dog, right? A dog escapes from a neighborhood's backyard. And they cross, and they're just crossing the street. It's late at night, light's green. I go, and I feel a speed bump. Maybe it's like, oh, maybe I'm in a road work zone. Maybe it's just an orange-yellow cone. So then you pull over, get out of the car, see what it is. And you see, you know, the back half of a 72-pound dog just smush, and their eyes are open. Wow, this got really graphic and nonsensical. But then, so let's say the next morning, the owner is trying to find their dog, or they're going to work, and they see this dog is dead, and they notice it's theirs. Since someone ran over their dog, could they sue someone 
could they sue someone and that person like get fined or go to jail or whatever punishment for running over a dog? Where world we live in? I don't know how that works. Just uh, watch out for the dogs out there. Where are my dogs at? Cicaden. Uh, today's sponsor is Rain Melon Mania. Maybe it's because I'm a melomaniac. <laughs> you know, I was actually, I once worked with a guy who said, don't say you're in the kinky shit unless you're in the necrophilia. I looked him in and I was wondering if he was joking or not, right? He was probably like maybe 37, 38. He's working a job. We were working. I'm not going to name the job, but it was a job that, you know, he's probably uh, he's probably not in the greatest place in his life. We'll just say. I remember one day he was a cool dude for the most part, but we were back there. Then we were breaking down boxes or some weird shit. And you know, he was asking me about my girlfriend. Shit was just kind of weird. Looking back, I think he was probably just trying to fuck her. Which I don't blame her. Because, man, I don't blame her. But he was asking really personal questions, right? He's like, I remember when I was your age, I was in a lot of kinky shit. Are you in the kinky shit? And at first I'm thinking, is this man trying to have a threesome? It's kind of ironic talking about the anal plug thing earlier. But he's asking me about, I was like, bro, I don't I'm pretty uh I'm pretty new to the ladies game. I haven't really uh you know poked all four corners yet. And he was uh and he was like, "Oh, well, what's holding you back?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't know, consent." And I actually like to get to know someone a little bit, get comfortable. And I live at my mom's house. It's kind of hard to come by. He's like, well, I mean, if you want to do stuff with her, then just do it. I'm like, I mean, yes, in terms of the initiation process and setting, making time happen, maybe getting a place and stuff. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, bro. If you, it's like, bro, have you ever, uh been around her when she's taking a nap and I'm like well no we don't really live together and typically if we make time to hang out with each other she's uh typically awake typically we pick during the day you know we have jobs typically I like being around people when they're alive and it's like well you know she's taking a nap you know you can just you know I'm like no, I I don't know. What 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 can I do if she's taking that? He's like, look, let me tell you something about being a man. If you want something in this world, you just gotta take it. And although I understand what it means, but I bear the ask question. It's like, have you ever heard that context matters when you say these things? You can't take the literal translation into literally everything. He's like, oh, yeah, you can. I've done it all the time. 
and I don't like uh, shitting on people for the current situation, but based off his situation and, you know, having his uh, girlfriend drop him off at work every day, um, I was like, how's that working out for you? He said, well, all I know is I eat pussy multiple times a day. I was like, you know, based off the things you've asked me and told me, I don't doubt that one bit. But my question to you is how many times did you and her both know that you were getting it? He says, that part's irrelevant. The time frame and the uh, when I grew up and the area I grew up and things of that nature. And the times where he always used the times were different, which I get times were different. You know, more people did more cocaine regularly back in the day than today. But times were different doesn't always mean like, hey, uh, times were different. Hey, we just had slaves. It's like, hey, you know. Uh, maybe some common sense should have came in the place. It's funny that they were to, well, just because everyone else is doing something to give you the right. It's like, well, you didn't apply that in the 1940s, but okay. Um, but so I was just curious. So, so I ended up just asking straight up. If you had the if you had to give me a rough estimation in the past three months. How many times have you um have you inserted your girlfriend when uh she was out like a light? He said I could give you a percentage. I'm not comfortable giving you a number, but it's just like, well, you've already given me a number how many times you fucking day, so I could do the difference anyways, but it's cool. He said, probably about seventy percent of the time. And I'm like Wow, that's a passing grade. Except, um, you're gonna be passing for prison. But here was his clarifier. He said, "But we kind of have an understand. We kind of have this understanding that she's actually kind of into it." And I was like, "Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's nice and all that you have an understanding. But the second you guys have a misunderstanding." Um, that understanding is not really going to hold in, you know, prison. Then you're going to be at a heavy misunderstanding of what you're asking fucked while you're sleeping or awake feels like. But, you know what? To each their own. I'm not here to tell people to do. But I do feel once you open the door to certain things, um, that door will always be left open. And you're just asking for trauma to be caused. And although I am here to cause trauma on your life, I don't want to go to jail for it or prison for it. Just let me emotionally destroy you first. Let me just emotionally destroy you and call it a day. I would prefer something like that than, you know, to actually pay the price for the trauma I caused you. Um, but hey, you know what? Wow, I've really gone really disgusting on this episode. By the way, I'm actually listening to music while I'm doing this pod. People have told me that wearing 
headphones while you talk actually makes it a quality better. Except um, I can't hear myself because I don't have the software to actually hear myself. So I'm just listening to music and see how it goes. It's kind of distracting. It's kind of cool. But either way, um, it's a nice uh, kick in the arse. By the way, shout out to the Cowboys for not winning. But honestly, I liked what I saw of them. Hashtag game one the NFL season. Giving you a little preview. Giving you a little uh, analysis. I thought Dad Prescott looked really good. I feel like he's showed why he got the money he got. To me, I've always felt like he was a top seven quarterback in the past couple years. Yeah, it seems like they're just like, yeah, sorry, Zeke. We're, we're going to be throwing the ball this year. I like what I saw of the Buccaneers. There's a few things that worry me about them defensively on the back end. But actually, I liked what I saw from the Cowboys defensively. Like, sure. Like, did uh did, did they get burned a few times? But they also made some plays, which is something they they brought a lot of pressure considering. Even if they didn't sack a lot. But there was a lot of good things that happened. That's my NFL game one analysis of not analysis. But, yeah. uh, You know, have you ever been uh, punched in the... Uh, ever been punched in the kneecap? And then you busted their fucking grill for it? Me either. Because who punches someone in the fucking knee? Ah, glad you asked. So I saw this video where this squirrel punched a llama in the knee. Don't ask how it happened. Because I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting video. I didn't know they exist in the same ecosystem. But uh, economically, you can put a number... Logically or illogically. And I honestly don't like Logic, the rapper. I think the Suicide Song is really corny. Like, literally, you couldn't even come up with a clever... You literally just put the phone number for the Suicide Hotline as your fucking song. And I understand the message and it's quote-unquote a banger. But when we listen to the lyrics and the chorus, it's so nasally. It's so fucking annoying. It's just not a... It's just not good. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's very illogical, ironically. Ugh. Man. Oh, that's a lot of red. By the way, Sam Hunt dropped a single today called 23. Which he literally posted a year a year or so ago. On Instagram, he posted like a minute and a half snip, snippet of the song acoustically. And it was, I, I loved it acoustically and in that snippet. But then, so the official, like, actual production version dropped today or tonight or whatever. And um, I, I'll tell you what I don't understand. I don't understand why something that sounds so beautiful acoustically, why artists that make songs that sound good, so good acoustically, how come when they actually, like, you know, go in the studio and record and everything. Why do they feel like they got to add all this extra, this extra distracting, heavy beats? It's supposed to be this slow, beautiful, this passionate of, you know, him remembering when he was 23 with a girl. And it's not a spiteful song. It's actually more of a appreciation, joyful song where he's like, where it was like, man, 
no matter what happens, me and when me and you were 23, no one can take that away from us. The moments we had, times we had and everything, and I could relate to that in a certain aspect when I was 23, but so there's a con- but it was so beautiful the acoustic and you felt it like man. Then they make it this very upbeat, weird and I love Sam Hunt. He's still one of my favorite artists. What I don't get is, you know, I wonder if, obviously, they're not just doing it randomly. They're obviously doing it for the, you know, whoever. to It captures their attention, like, to get more ingrained into the rhythm and the beat of the song than the lyrics. But it's a shame because I believe in this instance, the lyrics are so good that the other stuff doesn't need to distract it. And I think it's more like a... I wonder if him specifically, he's going more in a, you know, for like a Taylor Swift direction. Where people don't really consider him country as it is, quote unquote. But his lyrics and stuff he talks about is. But the music, the instrumentals, and the way he phrases words sometimes isn't considered that. But it seems like, what do we... Like, it should have been like the song 2016, just an acoustic strip down. You could produce a little bit, make it more whatever but it should have just been like an acoustic type of Raiden song it's just a shame because it really I I really don't care for the recorded version that much but you know I do think it's like you know if you want to go check out 23 by Sam Hunt go ahead but you know it's I've seen it from other artists before where they'll put out like a leaked version or they'll They'll perform just like a vocal version of it. And then you listen to the recorded version and it sounds heavy. It just sounds like heavy synth drums, very just pop noises, just very like electronic and all that shit. It sounds more like it was made off a keyboard than instruments to an extent. And that's not the complete case for 23, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's just a sh- it's just a shame because I really feel like the song would do better nationally radio wise if it was more if it sounded more natural than all this extra shit you know him and a lot of others do and I think we get to that level of how big they are whether they want to or not they maybe it's by the label but they're trying to appeal to a more commercial to a more pop radio aspect and somehow eat from both sides. And get the popularity for their music and stuff. So they have to maybe do stuff to the music they want to, They don't want to do. So, I don't know. I just wish it would have been more acoustic, specifically. But, just me. Um, um, I'm going to cut this one short today at 40 minutes. Um, but, yeah. Here's what I'll end today's episode with. Um... I think, you know, I'm not going to lie, I haven't had much of a desire to really podcast lately, and it's not like anything that bad. I just haven't had much to talk about. I don't think I've been doing enough, like just being active, doing stuff in my personal life, to have something to talk about. And I feel like an episode like today, it kind of shows. So I'm kind of figuring all that out. Wow. I look like that fucking uh, do that. Sniffs the girl's hairs on Charlie's Angels. Where he doesn't talk and he just sniffs it like he's a fucking necrophiliac. Um, talk about Nip Tuck. 
Oh, you can nip that under the bud and tuck it in your vagina and dick hill. But I think, uh, you know, I just, uh, one thing I told myself is I wouldn't just do episodes just to do episodes, but I would be consistent and do them even when I don't always want to, but also to be mindful to not just put a complete horror. Like, I would rather, like, I remember I took, like, I didn't post an episode for six days, and then I did a review of Certified Lover Boy because I just wanted to have a more thought, thoughtful. I just wanted to, you know, have some time figuring out what I'm doing and shit. And I think, uh, I think after this weekend, I'll be back on the ball doing four, five episodes a week because I'm in this program workout program and stuff and my body's adjusting and yeah but yeah all right that was episode 54 of the often beat podcast i don't expect anyone to make it this far but you know all right guys don't forget to like and subscribe um don't forget to take your anal plugs out of your asshole today let it breathe like a chicken baster as a turkey baster oh honey i baked your turkey And, uh, yeah, have a great day, and, uh, suck some titties, suck some titties, alright guys, have a great day.